Hi, hello. Welcome to the episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is November the 21st, 2023. Hopefully this episode finds you well in good spirits and high hopes. As for me, I'm doing pretty good on the cold front. I would say I'm a bit better today, though I will say we're still coughing. We're still hacking up that lung. And, uh, you know, a little bit of phlegm here and there, you know, you know how it goes. So sorry in advance if I, you know, my bad. Um, but yeah, uh, we're hanging in there. Another day at work, another dynamic day. It's definitely like the busiest week we've had all year. And I mean, that's, that's on schedule. That makes sense. But I think it's just one of those things where like, I was actually proud of how we have prepped for this peak season. So to kind of see it like, ugh, you know, still be rough is like a little disheartening. But at the same time, we are getting through it okay. So I'm happy. You know, at the end of the day, work is work and and I'll take that. You know what I mean? So yeah, uh, Food Corner was a bit interesting because I'm still on my fat, fat shit. But I also am trying to be a little bit mindful of my limitations. So um, over the weekend when I was at the grocery store, I picked up these brioche, like uh, brioche uh, it was like a brioche loaf, like it was all you know, sliced up, everything all like that, all like that. That's that's how I wanted to say that actually. Um, so I got that, and I still have um, some. What is it? The shaved beef. So I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna run back to Phillies. We're gonna do that again, and I made Philly brioche toast, toasted sandwiches. So I made that, and then I had this spicy tomato soup. And uh, that was my meal. And it was pretty yummy. I overall would definitely run that back again. I think in normal conditions, I would just run like fries with that. And that would be good. I will say the Boglolial uh, rolls, which I also have, uh, those were better, of course. But that being said, you know, Philly with some bacon on it, all, all the fixings. It was good. It was yummy. I, I enjoyed eating it. Uh, also, another thing too, I, I have this issue where no matter whether I'm using butter or if i'm using uh mayo i always like if i try to like layer the 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 the, um, like if i try to smear on some before i like make the thing make the grilled cheese or make you know toast up the cheese it almost always makes the bread weaker i was hoping that that would be different for the brioche i've never really cooked or you know uh made it myself so it was a bit of a bummer um, that, uh, it came out a little bit, like, flimsy, but, you know, we may do, cowboys make do, you know what I mean, um, but yeah, that was my, uh, that was my food corner, there we go, so let me go ahead and start up, and then we'll get into some news, yeah, 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 do, 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 Oh yeah, yummy, yummy. Okay. From the Associated Press, Yemen's Houthi rebels hijack an Israeli-linked ship in the Red Sea and take 25 crew members hostage. Yemen's Houthi rebels seized an Israeli-linked cargo ship in a crucial Red Sea shipping route Sunday and took over its 25 crew members hostage, officials said, raising fears that regional tensions heightened over the Israel-Hamas war 
were playing out on a new maritime front. The Iran-backed Houthi rebels said they hijacked the ship over its connection to Israel and would continue to target ships in international waters that were linked to or owned by Israelis until the end of Israeli's campaign against Gaza, Gaza's Hamas's uh, Gaza's Hamas rulers. Sorry about that. All ships belonging to the Israeli enemy or that deal with it will become legitimate targets, the Houthis said. Um, let's see here. And the name of the ship is called uh, Galaxy Leader. Um, I'm trying to think if I can find or see if I can find the uh, the name of the guy. Uh, oh, the, uh, the even though it is owned by an Israeli person, um, I believe that like the ship is uh, like it, it is a. Hold on, let me just read. <laughs> it's always better if I just read it out loud. Uh, the ship's Japanese operator, NYK Line, said the vessel had no cargo at the time of the hijacking. Its crew members are from the Philippines, Bulgaria, Romania, Ukraine, and Mexico, NYK said. So even though this has a link to this Israeli um, business, I believe it's a businessman, uh, has a lot of money or whatever, um, essentially, like, Israel and Russia are like, yo, that's not an Israeli ship. Like, you guys are just doing this, you know, for nothing. But they're like, no, we know this is linked to this guy, so we're fine with doing this. Like, you know, and we're going to keep doing this kind of shit until, you know, the war in Gaza changes, until that shit stops. Uh, man, I really... Oh, okay, I found it. Thank God. Um, Israeli officials insisted the ship was British-owned and Japanese-operated. However... Ownership details and public shipping databases associated the ship's owners with Ray Car Carriers, founded by Abraham Rami Unger, who is known as one of the richest men in Israel. So essentially they're like, no, 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 no. This is the ship we want, and we are going to hold this crew hostage. Now, I haven't heard any updates as to the, uh, you know, the health of the crew or anything like that, you know, where things stand. I believe that the Houthis came in on helicopter and then rappelled down onto the ship itself. So, I mean, that's pretty crazy. That's pretty, like, Call of Duty-ass shit right there to do um, into, like, the Captain Phillips-style movie that they're making right there. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely heavy shit. It's an escalation in its own way. I know that, like, I mean, this is the kind of shit that, like, Blinken was, like, running around sweating, being like, come on, I gotta fucking, like, you know, do the whole diplomacy thing here. We gotta fix this shit, man. We gotta make sure this shit doesn't happen. But I know um, that they've been, like, stopping drone strikes from Houthi, um, you know, resistance. And and they go into the, a little bit of the history, which, you know, you can totally read into in this article. Um not too much, but just, like, in terms of, like, they are kind of doing this because their image is bad at home, they're fighting at home, and doing something like this, it kind of helps appease the people who are your benefactors, and also can, it gives you a good sense of PR, um, which I know maybe some people, especially if you're more of the Western POV, you're like, what do you mean? But, like, Israel's maybe not looked at so kindly in the Middle East, at least in terms of, you know, other Middle Eastern countries in that area, maybe even abroad, you can say, um, it's looked like a colonial power in a lot of circles. So you do get points for fighting against them in this kind of situation. And I think that might be another play that they are playing for. So, yeah, um, 
wanted to give some light to that, do some coverage there. You know, a little, little light, a little dusting. We'll talk about a little bit. Um, let's go ahead and move along. Uh, another situation from the Associated Press. Authorities say 31 dead after a stampede at a military recruitment event in Republic of Congo. It'll always be eerie, like, whenever I hear the word stampede and have to remind myself that, Isaiah, we are not talking about, like, like bulls or something. like We're, t- we're talking, like, a human event. And, I, I, like, the, the idea of, like, a stampede, cr- a crush. Like, I have to, like, take myself back to, like, watching Game of Thrones and the, the Battle of the Bastards or whatever uh, with Jon Snow. Have you seen it? You've seen it? You know, him just being like so, so surrounded by people that you cannot even breathe at times, that you can feel your all like your body crushing itself amongst other bodies. It's it's an insane, scary, just fear-inducing event. Um, and you know, I just wouldn't wish it on anyone. But uh, the Republic of Congo, oh sorry, a late night stampede at a military stadium in the Republic of Congo where large crowds of young people waited hours to register at a recruitment event left 31 people dead, authorities said, on Tuesday. Uh, it was initially reported 37, but um, it turns out that um, the other deaths had occurred somewhere else. They didn't actually occur at, um, at that event. But uh, long lines formed daily outside military recruitment centers over the past week as young people ages 18 to 25 sought to join the army, one of the few institutions offering work in the Republic of Congo. As many as 700 people a day registered, though there were only a total of 1,500 spots available. So, I mean, I, I think that that's a very telling thing. They also... Talk about the youth unemployment rate being at about 42%. So you really do have people out there like, I need to put food on the table for myself, for my family. Like, I need a viable thing. I need a viable career. I need a job. And, like, this is something that is a career. Like, and I think that that it's something that it just has that sort of kind of dystopian tinge to it that really really just hurts my soul because like i don't know man i i'm not like so anti-establishment that i'm always like oh fuck army fuck blah, blah, blah. but at the same time i have like nightmares about that kind of shit like that's one of the things that i've had like at least two or three times where i've like have like the the nightmare of being drafted and like going to a war that i don't want to fucking fight or just doing any kind of military shit that's just not me it's not my it's not my fucking bag bro okay i'm sorry um so the idea that things are so bad, and don't get me wrong, let me not act like or, or say this in a way that it's like, oh, this is a far away issue or problem. Even though our employment rate in the states are is better, the job options are not good. It's not that they're high yield in a lot of situations. Sometimes if you're in a you know poor you know class, well, what else are you gonna do? Like you have no other way to really come up. It's not like you're gonna ball till you fucking you know make it or anything like that. It's not like you're gonna come be a rapper. At the end of the day, it's just going to be easier if you can just get your fucking Dodge Charger and get the fuck on. You know what I mean? So you're going to go and enlist, you know, become a grunt today. So it's not a far away problem is what I'm trying to say with that. But yeah, I mean, it's just super sad that not only are you in this fucking dystopian situation that you have to like be in this large group of people trying to be, you know, join the army, then you die doing it. 
fuck, man. Like, that's crazy to me. That's so fucking sad. Like, usually these, these situations are like, I don't know, like you're at an event. Like, it's a happier time. Like, no, this is like people trying to go to go to the army. Like, goddamn, dude. So you know shit's rough. You know shit's tough. Um, they, have, they have some, you know, stories and, you know, more statistical stuff here. But um, let's go ahead and move on to the next beat. We're going to go to Italy. Um, talk about some mob shit. From the AFP, more than 200 mobsters get over 2,000 years in historic Italian mafia trial. This is like super Rico. <laughs> this, is like, this is like a super just like racketeering case. And it was just like so Italian mob coded. I, I just couldn't not cover it. Plus it covers um, a group we've covered before, the Andronica. I can never pronounce them correctly. I always feel so bad. And my Italian friends just like look at me and they, they pity me. Andronica. Andron, I can never say it. Andronica. <laughs> that's, what we're gonna, that's how we're going to attempt it for this, this article. So, mia colpa. An Italian court on Monday convicted more than 200 mobsters and their white-collar helpers. The culmination of an historic nearly three-year trial against... Calabria's notorious Andronica and Drenica. Andrenica. <laughs> so sorry. Andrenica Mafia. Uh, for over an hour and a half, the president of the court in southern Vibo, Valentina, Brigida Cavasino, Cavasino. <laughs> steadily read out the names of the guilty and their sentences, which ranged from 30 years to a few months, as defendants incarcerated in prisons across the country watched via video link. That's just so crazy. Because when I initially saw pictures of this, I thought that they, the people who were convicted were the people um, like that I'm seeing. And it's like, no, those people were already locked up. They were viewing their sentences from their jail cell. But what you're seeing here is like, you know, legal staff, all that kind of shit, and then maybe like family, you know, yada, yada, yada. They're viewing the shit from here. So, I mean, just a really crazy scene. It does go to show, at least, because I know we've covered at least, um, you know, one of the guys. If I haven't plugged this before, I highly recommend the Underground Podcast. They were the first two guys um who put me on to what the andronica are how they operated not just in recent modern times but like their origin uh which they cover a bit here um but just the details are definitely important they were almost like just like this coastal like almost i don't want to say pirate they like they were protecting their own shit from pirates and other people if i'm not mistaken and they kind of expanded their racket over time, over time, got bigger and bigger. They became more and more entrenched into the city itself. And, um, you know, they just became a whole ass organization that are just doing shit worldwide. And I'm I'm just totally not giving their shit proper credence and justice. But that's why I, you know, I plugged that podcast because it definitely like in, you know, a couple of episodes, they just kind of let you know how the shit operates and how it works. And it's, it's real cool shit. Um... But yeah, I mean, this is um, definitely a big trial. 200 motherfuckers at once. That's crazy. Also, uh, you can imagine, like, getting, like, a heavier sentence and then someone, like, right after getting a smaller sentence. That's 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 just, like, just the, the balance there is crazy. 
Um, what else did I want to pull from this? Uh, the three panel judge acquitted 131 defendants, including one whom prosecutors said controlled mafia activities within the prison and another accused of helping commandeer a public road and adjoining private land for to use for grazing sheep. Uh, also, I mean, the, this was like a bunch of all kinds of people, like from the lowest rungs to like, you know, politicians and shit that were helping out. Um, so it's just a wide array of motherfucking people. And then also they add too that um, people get two appeals apparently in this situation. I didn't know that. So I felt like that was like a fun little fun factoid to mention from this article. Um, but yeah, I feel like I can leave it there. There's, you know, of course more I'm missing, but yeah, definitely a, a good read. And I would definitely, like I said, check out that podcast under underworld podcast pretty interesting shit i i still listen to that shit you know i was bumping that shit today while i was at work um but anyway let's actually get local i gotta take it to ohio and sadly it's not good news um from abc news gunman shoots four inside ohio walmart dies from self-inflicted gunshot police four people were injured after a man walked into a walmart in ohio with a rifle and began shooting police said Authorities said in an incident said the incident happened around 8:36 p.m. on Monday in Beaver Creek, about 10 miles southeast of Dayton. The shooter was around, or the shooter was found dead in the store from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound around 8:42 by a responding officer. Beaver Creek police said the victims were transported to area hospitals. Three in critical condition and the fourth with non-life-threatening injuries, police said. One victim remains in critical condition as of Tuesday afternoon while the rest are stable. Uh, Let's see. The suspected shooter was identified as 20-year-old Benjamin Charles Jones of Dayton. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, it is one of those things where I I feel like it is always relevant to cover these kind of stories. I I know it's not fun. It it, it sucks. I don't feel good learning and, and and then telling you guys about this shit. But it's relevant. I mean, it's a loss of life, and um, you know, and and not just that. Like I I always want to really mention because it's I feel like. When you're reading it or even when you're seeing it, you're like, yeah, someone's wounded. But, it, you know, hey, they're you're, they're alive. And then, you know, you move on from that. But, like, no, like, a, would you get shot? Like, that's crazy shit. That's another nightmare situation for me is is taking a fucking bullet, yo. Like, because that's changing your life. Your whole life is different from now on. And um, not to mention just the stress of being in that event, period, whether or not you got shot or not. You know what I mean? You're in that Walmart you're moving different from now on. You know what I mean? And it just, it's, it, it's a snap of your fingers. That's all they can take is someone who has a weapon wants to come in and fucking use it for whatever fucking reason. I, I do not know why yet again. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it sucks that this kind of shit happens and we're just kind of left to pick up the pieces, but, um, you know, it's not nothing, you know, I, I want to cover these things when I see them and, you know, fit them into the coverage because I do feel like it's relevant. It's important. Um, so yeah, um, there's that. I have one more thing to cover before I let you go. So you know what that means. Time for me to take my break. Despite my fragile condition, still I persist. 
Whoa, yeah. Ooh, I'm being greedy. Cut it out. Cut it out, Zay. Ooh, 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 wee. Okay. I know. I've covered war. I've covered death. I've covered nightmares. It's not like we're really... We're not getting better, but it's lighter. You know, it's not good news, but, you know, it's it's ongoing. Anyway, from NPR, an appeals court has struck down a key path for enforcing the Voting Rights Act. Now, I'm not going to lie. It took me a couple of times hearing this story before it really clicked that it's like, Isaiah, you should be fucking furious and annoyed by this news, okay? Like, get the fuck up. Come on, be mad because this is fucked up, man. A federal appeals court has struck down a key path for enforcing the Voting Rights Act. The new ruling in an Arkansas uh, redistricting lawsuit may set up the next Supreme Court fight that could further limit the reach of the Voting Rights Act protections of people of color and i think in a way the reason i wanted to kind of be like oh yeah whatever is because this is an update like we've talked about this whole redistricting shit in arkansas you know either offhand or i've you know actually done some covers on the shit and it's it's so frustrating to see conservatives dig in their heels so fucking hard on this issue that it's like no 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 these gerrymandered maps that are totally fucking racist and totally don't allow people to actually have an actual voice even though they live here. They, they they actually live and work and operate in this area. We've taken that from them. That's okay, though. We're allowed to do this. And we'll take it all the way to the Supreme Court if we have to. We don't care. And it's crazy that they get to get away with it. And I think I just get a little just burn out. I get a little tired of covering this kind of shit. And also, it can kind of feel, it can feel bureaucratic when you hear the arguments and counter arguments that kind of go on in this situation. But it, it really is our civil rights at play here. Like there's a reason that this shit happened and this shit got passed in 1965. You know what I mean? Because it stops motherfuckers from being like, Hey, you got to count these jelly beans or you can't vote. And I know, I know voting sucks dick right now. It's always sucked dick. And it sucks even harder when you see fucking genocide Joe from the fucking geriatric ward coming out, talking about malarkey when he's fucking committing malarkey. And then you got fucking Donald fucking Trump. Look, okay, someone called him Tupe Fiasco. I missed that or I've repressed that. And, and they were talking about it because they hate that shit. I thought it was kind of funny. I st- I, yeah, maybe I am. I'm always going to be a liberal at heart. <laughs> that shit is going to get me. <laughs> uh, but whatever. Um, yeah, I know. Options suck. But voting is important, man. And trust me, they will do everything they can to disincentivize you from voting, to disenfranchise you from voting, to take that shit from you, okay? So don't fucking let them. And the idea here is that private individuals and groups who did not represent the U.S. government have for decades brought the majority of Section 2 cases to court. Those cases have been challenged. Those cases have challenged the redrawing of voting maps and other steps in elections process with claims that the voting power of people of color have been minimized. Okay, I'm getting to that. But um, here's this new counter from U.S. District Judge Lee Rudolfsky, an appointee of former President, Ju- uh, former President Donald Trump, uh, the uh, Tupe fiasco in, in, you know, in question. 
But um, he ruled in February 2022, however, that only the head of the Justice Department, the U.S. Attorney General, can bring the Section 2 lawsuits and dismissed the Arkansas's redistricting case brought by advocacy groups representing black voters in the state. On Monday, the lower court ruling was upheld in a two-to-one vote by a three-judge panel of the 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, um, whose rulings apply to Arkansas, Iowa, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, North Dakota, and South Dakota. So yeah, essentially, this more or less just forces the issue on along. There's going to be another... Um, court that's going to get to rule on, but essentially it's just going to get appealed to the Supreme Court. And in a way, am I worried? Yes. Because this does feel like one of those kind of issues that by the time it gets to a supercharged majority, you know, a conservative majority, that maybe they say, you know what? Maybe after looking at this shit, uh, it is okay. You guys, you guys have won us over. And, and, and the conservatives that I've talked about in the beginning of this fucking article were right. And they could just fucking just hold fucking frame and it doesn't matter that they're wrong. It doesn't matter that they want to take away your fucking right to vote, man. It doesn't matter that they want to fucking make your shit down to zero. Like, that's, that just, that, you, you feel me? That makes me mad. It makes me so fucking upset. So, um, yeah, fuck these guys. Tomato Town, all these motherfuckers. Um... I mean, yeah, that's all I really have to say about that, I guess. I got it out now. <laughs> uh, but that's the episode. If you'd like to support, I do have a Patreon. That's right, it's a thing. Patreon.com says a news. If you'd like to support, you become a newsie today. I shout you out at the top of the month. Plug a project if you want. Let's see. Isaiah News 1 at gmail.com. Free feedback you want to send my way, feel free to do that. Also, I have all the socials you probably have. Uh, let's see here. Please subscribe to the YouTube. Helps out a lot. Thank you for any and all Spotify subscribers. I, you know, I look at that. I saw the number went up. I was like, okay, that's cool though. Um, so yeah, I mean, whatever you're listening on, it helps a lot to hit those buttons. You can always leave a comment. That's always cool. Hopefully it's positive. Hopefully you're enjoying this. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. I mean, hell, you've made it this long. That's crazy. You're wild for that. Love you. That's awesome. Um, but yeah. Hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love ya. Bye-bye. Mwah.